It's me again. I'm sorry for not posting in like forever. I've been super busy with school and my own things going on, but I'm here to post again. Recently on my blog, I've been getting into the discussion of trend racial adoptees and I've been wanting to talk about that for a while now. I feel the first question that recently opened up this discussion was from an anon who asked me if trend racial adoptees could claim their biological culture and heritage and ethnicity. My answer was, and still is, yes, they can and they should be able to. However, if this is even a question, then I honestly feel that it's at fault of the white parents who adopted said child. And this is what this episode is going to focus on, white people adopting non-white kids and stripping them of their culture. So I should get this out of the way. Do I believe that white people should be able to adopt non-white children? Yes, I do, of course, give any child a chance. But there are a few issues with this. First and foremost, let's define just what a trend racial adoptee is. Basically, a trend racial adoptee is a non-white child in many cases adopted by a white family. So a black, Asian, Latin, or indigenous child adopted by white people. And this is not to be confused with the appropriated term trend racial, which was basically taken by a whole bunch of white people who were pretending to be in an ethnicity they weren't. We all know Rachel Dolezal, but this isn't about her. So going back to trend racial adoptees, why might trend racial adoption be a problem? A long time ago, some of my followers and I were discussing how white people would actually go into third world countries with a type of white savior complex and in adopting kids that shows. A lot of white people aren't adopting kids to actually help them. It's more of a statement, a white liberal stunt to say, hey, look at what I'm doing. I'm helping this poor black kid or Asian kid or whatever. And in turn, your child is more of a designer bag versus an actual child. This also opens up the discussion when it comes to white people who are Peace Corps workers or missionaries who go into foreign countries for peace work, but they actually end up screwing things up there. For instance, there have been a lot of people from third world countries who have said that white Peace Corps workers or white Red Cross workers, etc. actually come to the countries and abuse them and actually make the situation a lot worse. So that's actually a huge issue. And tying this back to specifically adoption, if you're adopting a child with that mindset and keeping in mind all I've mentioned above, then that can be an issue that can very well go wrong. You're not adopting a child to adopt a child. You're adopting a child to be praised for it. You want to be noticed for adopting that child. You want to be given a pat on the back, essentially. Looking at specifically indigenous people, because I mentioned indigenous transracial adoptees earlier, there is still an issue going on within indigenous communities where the government literally steals children under the guise of adoption. So basically back in the past, and this still happens today we've been discovering, indigenous women would give birth and their children would be stolen from them. The government would take their children away and place them into white families, thus having their culture forcibly removed and eradicated. And that goes on today. And a lot of indigenous kids who are victims of that still suffer from the repercussions because they're still disconnected from their tribes and cultures. Some tribes and cultures might not even exist today. The third issue with transracial adoption is disconnecting children from their culture as a whole. And I kind of mentioned that, I just kind of mentioned that, but now I'm looking at all transracial kids adopted by white parents. Well, not all of them faces, but like a huge majority of them do. And before I continue, I'm not sure if you guys have seen that movie caught Lion, but that basically sums up what I'm about to discuss. So my followers actually introduced me to a series called, or to a YouTuber called AKA Dan, 
and AK Dan is a series about a Korean American adoptee going back to Korea to meet up with his birth parents and he is 28 I mean if I'm correct the whole series in my opinion I haven't gotten done watching it but so far it's very heartwarming but a few things actually stuck out to me and this isn't just something I've seen in Dan's case but I've seen a lot of stuff like this or I've seen this in a lot of adoptee stories as well a lot of non-white kids adopted by white parents are stripped from their culture meaning a lot of children grow up not knowing where they came from their language or their heritage etc and that is fully on the part of the white parent i've had various anons ask me throughout the years should i even consider myself a person of color or i'm chinese but i was adopted by a white parent and i start to just say i'm white because i never grew up as a chinese person is it wrong that i still want to connect to my culture or am i just white even if i'm a person of color i've gotten all these questions and more and more it just makes me really sad first and foremost I feel that transracial adoptees have a full claim on their culture. Yes, you are people of color, but like I mentioned before, the fact that you had to come to Tumblr and ask a blogger that really shows that your parents failed. And no, I'm not saying that your white parents are bad people or anything, if any transracial adoptees are listening to this. What I am saying is keeping a non-white kid away from their culture can have very bad repercussions in the future such as identity crises, internalized racism, and simply alienation. I've heard so many excuses from white parents that go along the lines of, well, I didn't want them to feel different, or I wanted to raise them the same way I raised my white kids. And maybe while that's wishful thinking, that really screws with a non-white kid's mind, because inevitably, a non-white kid will face racism in their life. In elementary school, in high school, at work, in college, it will happen. And if they are not prepared for that, it will be devastating. It will be even more devastating if they have no one to confide in or turn to in that situation if they don't have someone who has experienced that with them and can help them cope with it. That is why it is important if you are a white person adopting a non-white child that you go out of your way. You do the work to connect them with their culture. I know people say, I want to raise them as my white kid or I don't want them to feel different, but no, you cannot strip a non-white person from their heritage and make them grow up in a white country, in a white world. That, that can be torture to some non-white children. So please keep in mind that it is your obligation as a parent to connect a non-white child to their culture. Do the work. They're not just a designer bag. They're not just a pride you can walk around with. This is an actual child with a culture that is different from yours and you owe it to them to connect them to it. There are workshops, there are communities, sometimes even adoption agencies help. All I'm saying is that there's always a way for you to help connect a kid with their culture. And I'm not even talking about having them meet their biological parent. I'm just telling you that you need to connect them to their culture. For those transracial adoptees who unfortunately weren't connected to their culture as children and are looking to be connected with their culture, I read this article about an Asian American adoptee and she actually found her people on YouTube. Not her parents, but just her community. She went to the Asian American YouTube community and from there she found events. She found people she could talk to. She found a community and little by little she was connected to her culture. She had faced racism growing up and her white family couldn't really help her with that. So now she found people to help her with that. And it's unfortunate that her white parents didn't put in the effort to help her, but I was happy that she found people. And I believe that if you are a non-white transracial adoptee whose parents didn't help you, you do owe it to yourself. You owe it to yourself to find your culture and your heritage. And those are just little ways you can do that. And lastly, if you're a transracial adoptee and you need to hear this, yes, you are a valid person of color. From one fellow person of color to another fellow person of color, I believe you are a person of color. I am not a transracial adoptee, but I do believe that when I look at a person of color, 
no matter if you have white parents or whatever you're still a person of color you still face oppression you still face racism you face the same stuff i face so you're a person of color and i do hope you enjoyed this as i'm actually writing a book about a transracial adoptee i've been looking more and more into the whole situation of transracial adoptees and learning more about them i've been i looked up stuff before i start writing this book but I've actually really been looking into it now so I can do justice to my character and I found both happy and sad stories. So yeah, that's it. I hope you enjoyed. I really do think again that if you're a transracial adoptee and your parents weren't connecting you to their culture, they failed. But it's also up to you now that you're older, that you have access to the internet, to YouTube, to a phone, and in some cases to a car to find your culture. And Tumblr is filled with people of color of every ethnicity. People of color are everywhere. And if you're a transracial adoptee, you can easily like hop into these social justice bloggers inboxes who allow that and ask them stuff. Look up someone who might be your culture, might be from your ethnicity, and you can like link up with them and stuff. So I hope that helps. I hope you enjoyed. Please share, retweet, reblog, tell me what you think. And until next time.